listening to SBS On The Money with Ricardo Gonsalves. Hi everyone, it's a daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap for this Wednesday, the 30th of March 2022. Later, the budget winners and losers on the share market, but first to the economic reaction to the budget, because with nearly $9 billion of cost of living sweeteners, can our economy really afford it? Net debt is expected to rise to 33.1% of GDP by 2025. So for more, I spoke earlier with Sherelle Murphy. She is the Chief Economist at EY. Sherelle, you say the government has missed policies that unlock the economy's potential. How so? Well, what we'd like to have seen is the government really grasp onto some of those more uh, productive type policies, the types that will really increase the capacity of the economy. So things that might increase the international competitiveness of the Australian economy, things that would encourage innovation and investment in the areas where we clearly need some additional support. So things like health and sustainability projects come front of mind there. You mentioned international competitiveness, right? Um, Scott Morrison earlier said something along the lines of Australia is doing better than any other advanced economy. Based on the major economic parameters, would you say this to be true? Look, we certainly have on many of the broad macroeconomic indicators been doing pretty well. In other words, our GDP has returned to 2019 levels quite quickly. Our employment growth has been good. Our unemployment rate has come down quickly. And we've actually had good participation rates as well. So all of these those things do compare well. The other thing I think that's been really important here is that Australia has been able to um, cope with the pandemic better than most. And by that, I mean, maintain economic growth while also protecting the economy from COVID itself. So we had a low number of deaths per population. At the same time, we managed to keep GDP up. So it was a really good combination. And that set us up for a, a really strong economic expansion. And that's what we're going through now. Even so, I guess, net debt is expected to rise slower and peak lower than previously forecast. However, it's still at an all-time high, um, 31.1% of GDP by the end of the forecast estimates. So how much of a concern is this rising net debt and are we ever going to pay it back and what does it say about the economy? Look, certainly the fact that um, net debt is rising is of concern um, and it's hard to see a path down again unless we get really tight on our fiscal policy. Now, obviously, that's not what's happened in this budget. The government has been willing to spend again, so adding those cash payments in and the fuel excise cut, for example. Um, However, we are seeing an improvement in our net debt numbers because we're basically able to sort of revise down the size of the debt that we had because we're growing more strongly and we need to borrow less. So, yes, the net debt numbers are slightly better, but they're still high. Um, As long as we can pay the interest on those and we can grow the economy, then we can cope with that. Um, And over time, we will slowly eke away at it. And uh, still, there are lots of cash handouts in this budget to address cost of living issues. However, do you think this will just add to the inflation story and will it force the Reserve Bank to be be even more aggressive when it comes to interest rate rises? 
Well, as you say, Reserve Bank are, of course, thinking very closely about interest rate rises and the market's got several rate hikes in. In fact, I think 13, 25 basis point rate hikes priced in. Does this help? No, it certainly doesn't. The Reserve Bank would not be welcoming another cash injection into the economy at this point in time. Is it big enough to cause them major problems? Probably not. It's just not of the right flavour. It's not what we need right now. And I think the Reserve Bank would rather not have to deal with it. Cheryl Murphy there, the Chief Economist at EY, and our share market rose today up 0.7% on the 207,514. That's a a three-month high. NAB hit a five-year high today, but it uh, it was a tech sector and the consumer discretionary sector doing best. For more, I spoke earlier with Francesco Destradis. He's an investment advisor at Audminet. Yeah, look, the market got a good lead from the US overnight, but um, I think a lot of the budget information was uh, well and truly leaked beforehand. So some of that had been absorbed up in some of the previous trading days. So there are some positives. Um, obviously, the consumer is going to benefit a hell of a lot with the, uh, the cut in the petrol and fuel excise. Um, and that, that will transfer into, um, I suppose, the tills of some of the retailers out there, along with some of the, uh, the tax benefits for middle to uh, low income earners. So, so I think the retailers are going to be the big beneficiaries in the market out of, out of this budget. So Woolworths, Coles, Metcash uh, on the grocery front, uh, JB Hi-Fi and uh, Harvey Norman, and some of the smaller retailers as well. Um, obviously, a lot of this money uh, at that level will translate into, um, uh, into consumerism. Um, other areas of the budget were quite good as well. I mean, the, 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 the mandatory uh, spending on infrastructure was about $18 billion, and um, some of that will go to companies like Adelaide, Brighton and Boral, um, and some like Lendlease as well. So, so there's some positives there for the market. Um, other areas of the market, the tourism sector, which has been really devastated by COVID, um, I think have picked up about $200 million worth of injections. So that's going to benefit the likes of Flight Centre and Hello World and, and Webjet and, and some of the tourist operators as well, like Experience Co and uh, the old C-Link, um, which has re- recently changed its name and slips my mind. Um, so there's some really good benefits coming through for them. Um, so the, 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 there's broad areas as well. I think, you know, the first time owners grant's been probably extended and adjusted a bit. So that benefits some of the financing and and the banking sector. Uh, but all in all, I think from for the market perspective, if you're looking at long-term investments, I think the budget's been a, a, a good positive for the market. Do investors, though, get the feeling all this extra stimulus that some of which you've mentioned may lead to a more aggressive reserve bank? Yeah, I don't know about aggressive, but I think um, we're going to find that uh, interest rate Rises are going to come a little bit earlier than expected. Um, I think everyone was expecting them at the back end of this year. I think it's probably going to be closer to the middle of the year. We've already seen the uh, Fed Reserve in the US um, go at 25 basis points uh, this month. Um, so, look, if you want to call it aggressive, yes, but I think they'll probably bring it forward a bit more. Um, this uh, spending is obviously inflationary as well. Um, so I think, yes, uh, we'll see interest rates a little bit earlier. And another key corporate story today, Vicky Brady, the CFO of Telstra, will replace Andy Penn as CEO from September the 1st. How does the market feel about this and what do you think will be her major challenges? 
Yeah, look, it hasn't really um, impacted upon the market today directly. Um, look, Andy Penn had some challenges. He was there seven years and oversaw uh, the transformation of Telstra, I suppose. And, and, and I think you'll find that they're still trying to move out of that government's mentality. Um, and I think he's done a good job of that, particularly now that they've uh, divested from a lot of the infrastructure. Um, so now looking forward, I think, um, you know, being CFO, she understands the business and has been there for two and a half years, I think. Um, so she understands what's going on. I think she got new challenges, though, different to Andy Penn. I think the challenges are going to be more on the technological front uh, and how to grow the business on the on the data and the mobile side of things. So, look, I, I think it's a good appointment. It hasn't really impacted upon the share price. I think time will tell when we start to see business plans coming out from her office. Francesco Destratus there from Lord Minette. This SBS On The Money podcast is provided for informational purposes only. The content on this podcast should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation. It is not personal advice and does not consider your personal circumstances or objectives. You should contact a licensed professional before making any financial decision.